All right, everybody, welcome to 2022 Hoopotheticals. It's been long awaited. The fans have been wow. chewing at the bit for us to come back <laughs> and have another conversation. So today I'm lucky enough to welcome back Mr. Tom Nixon, who is wearing a Bucks jersey for those that will be able to watch this at some point. So Tom Nixon, what's up? Thanks for having me, mate. I mean, I can't tell you just the amount of communications I've got, emails, text messages, oh. smoke signals. I've had doves <laughs> come to my room uh, at night saying, when's the next hypotheticals? Yeah. So just stoked to, uh, to be back, mate. <laughs> so we are recording this straight after the Warriors-Bucks uh, game. That was uh, sort of a big game at this time. I think I'll probably release this today. So uh, mm. if you watch that game, this is kind of be a bit of a companion podcast. I didn't watch it because I was walking, but Tom Nixon, you've been watching all the Bucks games this season. Mm. How did this game go? How did you feel about it? Yeah, it went really good, actually, uh, obviously by the score. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was important because the Bucks just came off a couple of losses to the Hornets and it was a bit, um, you know, some questions, whatever, like they're playing okay. But then just to come in and smoke the Warriors who obviously had an insane season, Clay's back, Steph, you know, been shooting great more or less um yeah it was just really good to watch and i'm always a fan of bobby portis just like lighting things up so uh yeah it was sick yeah i have to say from the brief bit that i watched uh coach bud was looking a bit ragged there was like one shot yeah. of him and his hair was kind of everywhere it looks like he's not quite done with health health and safety protocol i know he just came back out and he looks <laughs> haggard as he always just looks a bit disheveled i don't know if you've i would want to see some shots of him over the last few years because it looks like he just gets more and more tired and stressed like the bags <laughs> under his eyes this poor dude must have blood like blood pressure through the roof but uh hey like, gets a job done who cares <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that he also feels like a little bit more like each season he's also getting a little bit more casual as well like yeah. the tires kind of gone to like yeah he's ready to go out afterwards or something or just hang with the boys i don't know if you've seen but there's been some segments where they look at his kicks and he's had like <laughs> i think a few games ago he showed up with like some fresh white kicks and mate talking town <laughs> coach bud flexing on the bench there so so tom outside of coach bud how are you feeling about the buck season so far this year coming off the championship obviously yeah pretty good actually i think uh a lot of people kind of just went oh they won a championship that'll be that but I feel like the Bucks have had a very similar season to last season we're kind of hovering on that like that uh number three number four in the east um like playing good losing some games we shouldn't but like beating like important games like they're referencing the nets from a few days ago um so yeah I'm feeling pretty confident to be honest I actually would like to see like a Nets Bucks first round that would be in the playoffs. I just think that that would be a great heat check. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty confident that they'll be able to come through with a, a deep run again. I'm fully expecting a, at least a conference, uh, uh, conference finals appearance before the finals. Yeah. Mm. I, I think that they should be in that conference, um, that conference game. Yeah. Totally. And I think like, I, I'm really optimistic that we'll make the finals again this year. I'm feeling mm. like pretty confident. I'm also feeling pretty confident we can win it if we get there, you know? Yeah. So it's a good year. Good year to be a Buck supporter. Again. Also, I mean, the other thing we, we discussed it the other day, but this, this game really demonstrated it. Like, I don't know many teams that have an answer for Giannis in the paint mm. and just what, uh, people who watch this game would have noticed is that he's just schooling everyone just with height and strength and like just the height overall of the Bucks. And when Brooke Lopez comes back, I mean, that's just a wrap. So um, yeah, I'm just interested to see like what 
what teams are going to throw at the Bucks because, mm-hmm. like, the wall is so outdated and, like, the amount of times that, that he gets double team and he just throws it to a three any three-point shooter and it's a bucket, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I actually don't know. I'm actually interested to see what people are going to do. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I'm so excited. Well, let's uh, – I, I thought today we can probably talk about the league sort of across the board, but I thought a good way to do that is to talk about – uh, like starting five for most overwhelming and underwhelming. So we can kind of look at the league through that way and then we can sort of discuss mm-hmm. it from there. So how about we start here? We've both done a starting five for both. Though I know you, mm-hmm. yours might be a little uh, improvised towards the end mm-hmm. of one of them, but regardless, I think let's start with who's your first uh, most overwhelming uh, player of like starting five, number one pick, who are you taking? This is hardly a hot take, um, <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with uh, Morant. It was also my um, first pick. Yeah, it's. I, I think everyone thought he was, like, it's Morant. Everyone knew he was going to be good, but I feel like he's just exceeded those expectations somehow. And even the fact that his team has been so good as well, like, it's not even a one-man show, which, show, like, he's just brought, he's leading so well, really. Um they had a really good win-loss percentage when he was out, you know, in the first, I think it was like quarter of the season, there was a few weeks he was out, or maybe like 10 games or something. And they were still winning. And and just in the last few games, especially they're on like a 10-game win streak at the moment. Yeah, none of this is news, but like he's just insane. That block he had against the Lakers, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and He's just like climbs the ladder like every game. And yeah, I I just get like big, uh, I said this to you the other day, like uh, D Rose MVP vibes. Um, And yeah, he he looks awesome. I think he's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, um, he currently has the like fifth best odds for MVP this year. Yeah. And good on him. You know, I think he's 20. Deservedly so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I also I also think just a, a quick aside uh from John Morant I have been surprised at how many people are in the MVP conversation mm. like it's not even just it's not just one I felt like it was Steph Curry a bit at the start of the season mm. but because he's cooled off a little bit people are still talking about the Joker John Morant DeMar DeRozan Giannis and it's like there's a Joel Embiid all these names and it's like I don't know I feel like that's kind of uh unique to this season it's good. And I think it, I also think it's representative of the season. I feel like any team mm. can win any game this season, you know, mm. like there's a lot of, um, like this, upsets. yeah. And the skill is spread really nicely across the league at the moment, you know, so many, in, uh, not injuries, like health and safety staff. Mm. And so it just means they keep signing all these people. And it's, I think it's, yeah, it's really like democratized the league. Yeah, and it's yeah. also because of the rule changes this year, <laughs> defense is worth more, you know? Yeah. So teams kind of like the Cavs and stuff have been raised up by that fact alone, you know? Uh, I mean, I'm happy to pivot on to my second well, hold on, on hold. that. Wait, let me let me go <laughs> go next. All right, so okay. we both picked Jar. Sure. Great, great. Uh, also, I did have... Uh, well, oh, yeah, actually. Okay. So, so, <laughs> I've been working on these creativity stats, but I did one, a little look at Jar. Okay. How does okay. his creativity sort of compare? And one yeah. thing that I noticed when I was like looking at the sort of doing the stats for him is that he is the uh, the most open shooter when he's actually shooting, like uh, in the NBA, because he's flying past people and there's literally oh. no one between him and the basket. So he's getting, wow. he's like, his shots are like, if just because he's so good at manipulating stuff in the air, 
when he's in the air, he's actually creating so much separation that he's wide open. It's beautiful stuff. That's wild. How is he only like 20 or something? As he's well? 22 or something. 22. Okay. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. great stuff. And you love to watch it. You do. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's also good to see. I feel like the Grizzlies, even though they've been winning so much, they still always seem like the underdog. Like mm. they've got such grit about them. And I think that like they're entertaining to watch. You want them to win. And so, yeah, they're going to be awesome in the playoffs. I really want them to just have a really deep run just yeah. for, yeah, for their say and just for great TV. Yeah, yeah. And I also just quickly with them, I love that Jar isn't, he doesn't have the ball on every possession. Like some possessions, he just runs down to the corner. And yeah. it's just kind of like they just like run other stuff. And then he like might dive in for a, a dunk or he might just hang out there and just let stuff happen. I mean, I, I love the Grizzlies so much that I actually have another one on my good surprise list. I've got another one, another person from that team, but we can we can save that for one okay. uh, if you would like. I've been well impressed by okay. the Memphis Grizzlies. All right, all right. Well, my next one that I wanted to have is uh, someone that's been asked to take a bigger role this season for mm. the Bucks, but it's stepped into that very well, especially yep. at halftime or just before halftime Mate. today, Bobby Porter's. We share the same person once again. Um, <laughs> My please tell two, me. I'll, I'll tell you why. Like, he's been asked to go from our sixth man to our starting mm. center. Yeah. And and he's basically been asked to just essentially fill in for Brooke. Yeah. Uh, what he's done is above and beyond that. Because he, yeah. you know, at any game, it feels like he can turn on 20 points if he wants to, especially if they're going to have a smaller team. It's definitely, he knows it's time for him to go in and dominate. And he does. Yeah. And his three-point percentage is really solid and it feels like it when you're watching him like anytime he's open i'm like that's always a good shot i think the thing i love about him the most is his mentality like he has so much hustle about him and like even when and again this golden state game i think there was one stage where up by like 35 or 40 and he fumbled it and he was so cut at himself he was so disappointed and you can tell and it's like wow this guy just it does not quit and um he's got that that real working like just that average joe quality about himself like he doesn't seem up himself at all there's no like self-inflated swagger and i think yeah it just makes him it makes you love him even more like just outside of the fact that he's great like for the team and fits into the role he yeah i, yeah. I can only sing praises for, for bp <laughs> yeah a great all right tell me who's your next person um, I had, oh, we already half mentioned it, but I had Jared Allen from the Cavs. Another one we shared. Oh, okay. That's for sure. <laughs> Anyone to think this has been organized. Um, I, I mean, yeah, there's not much to say about him that hasn't already been said much like the other dudes we've said, but, um, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I feel like Steve Nash and the whole Nets organization should be absolutely kicking themselves for letting that man go. <laughs> And the thing was, it's not even, I said this the other day, it's not even like he's just gotten good. Like, it's not even like, oh, he's on a bad team or he came to a not great team and, you know, his stats got padded out. He's just great. And he's just like worked in their system really well. And I'm 0% surprised at the Cavs being like a little thorn in the side of the East that they've demonstrated. Mm -hmm. um, he's, yeah, he's a monster. And he has a sick throw, which just makes things even better as far as I'm concerned. You can go back to listen to Tom's thoughts on Kobe White when he had the throw back in the day. Another Mate, great. I watched the Bulls game yesterday <laughs> and they lost because Kobe got a haircut. And that's, <laughs> that is an actual hot take. Um, 
I, I love Kobe White, but I don't love his new haircut. He needs to grow that boy back out. Yeah, so. that was epic. Yeah, uh, I um, I had Jared Allen as well. You and I, yeah, we both loved him even when he was like blocking LeBron back when he was on the Nets and stuff. You know, yeah. like when they had like no one and he was just giving the occasional Nets highlight. It was yeah. great stuff. So It was good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's great to see him like on a team where they're like, yeah, let's just use this guy to the best of his abilities. And, he's and just they're winning his- as well. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think... um. Yeah, I think they'll. I don't think they'll even be in a play-in. I think they'll genuinely be in the play in like the playoffs, mm. and they could make it to the second round. I wouldn't be surprised. I could yeah. see them like I could see them topping like the 76ers or mm. something like that. You know, um, or even like the Heat on a bad day. They they remind me a lot of like the the Grizzlies of the East. Yeah, you know, like they're just like this like team that's surprising, but it's because everything's so solid with it. Like they're just yeah. deep. Everyone is like a C plus yeah. player. Um, all right, let's yeah go. I was just gonna say, and no, no, it doesn't seem like there's big egos on that team either. Like they've mm. got that small market. Mm. I mean, I think I just love small market teams yeah. to be honest, <laughs> because it's so much of the NBA is like shining stars and you know that kind of yeah that show off prowess. But I just love that kind of yeah they got that blue collar vibe and. It, it's entertaining. All right, let's uh, let's jump along to the next one here. I, I wonder if yeah. we've got all the same players. I, I don't think so. I've got I've got a little. Um, well, I've already hinted at my, you know, curveball, but I've got another one in there for you too. All so. right. So yeah. my next one. So we've we've both we've both had Jar Bobby and Jared Allen. Yeah. My next one is Demar Derozan. Oh no, I didn't have him. Okay. No, I tried. I tried to put a few <laughs> different things in there. I did think about him. Though. I mean, again, not a hot take, but an obvious. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I haven't watched too much of their stuff, but yesterday I saw how they played, and I was mm. like, I love how he's playing on this team because he's passing the ball like when he's not, yeah. when he doesn't have the shot, and they're all everyone's moving around on that team. It's lovely. To yeah, watch. I think the thing that's funny about Demar Derozan is like coming into this season, a lot of people thought like, oh, that's a good trade to Chicago, but I think it was like. I don't know. It was like the GM consensus that that was like the worst off season trade. (laughs) And like, I mean, could not have been more wrong. I mean, they are first in the East. I mean, they don't really have much like playoff uh, experience between them, but yeah, I mean, he, he's been carving it up. They all have, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What about you, mate? Who's your next person? I couldn't resist because he's a fellow countryman of ours um, and he's just been playing so good. But I, I had Josh Giddy from OKC. Ooh. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I just think like, cause he's so young and he's playing so well. I get that he's playing on a really bad team. I get that, but he's been playing against good teams and he's been putting up numbers. And I just think like the man has got a future uh, in the NBA if he wants it. And in my mind and in my heart, he has replaced Australian basketball uh, replaced the hole that was left by Ben Simmons mm. and he's a worthy, uh, worthy man to do it. I mean, obviously Patty Mills really holding down the fort, just being incredible. Um, I do miss the, uh, the swagger that our good friend, um, Oh, what's his freaking name? Um, he was on the cat. He only just, he, he only just came back to Australia. Delhi, um, Delhi, Delhi. Delivadova. Um, yeah, I miss him a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just really like Josh Giddy. I think he's playing really well. And I think he'll get like, I think he'll do really well in that team, like as they're rebuilding however long that takes. And I think he might be able to like sneak himself into a into a better team with a trade or two, like in his second or third year. So 
He kind of yeah. he reminds me a little bit of um Lonzo, like just kind of like a yeah. like pass first, kind mm. of a herky jerky, but like you want him on your team, you know, can get a triple double, that kind of energy, you know. And he's just I just feel like the sky's the limit with him because he's so young and he's play, he's got such good like passing IQ. Mm. I feel like he can really turn into like an insane uh like off the bench point guard sort of thing. Um so yeah, yeah, that's what I, I had. Love it. Well, I'm also going to go with an Aussie. Uh, and you mentioned him, Paddy oh, yeah. Mills. Paddy wow. Mills. Oh, what a good season. The, the yeah. Nets, while they are coming second, there's not a lot to look forward to with them. A lot of like James Harden's a lot worse. Kyrie's mm. barely playing. Yeah. Blake Griffin's washed up. You know, all this, <laughs> like, there's a lot of chaos going on over there. But one thing that's not chaotic is Paddy Mills, who has just been yeah. like the only person that's reliable on that team other than KD. I don't know uh, if you saw in that Bulls game, but the man was lights up in yeah. the corner. I mean, he just has the smoothest stroke and he's just a great dude. Australian of the year, mate. <laughs> um, so do you, do you, who's your last person there? Um, a little bit of a, like, uh, not an obvious choice by any stretch of the imagination, but um, just I've watched a little bit of Memphis, not heaps. And mm-hmm. I have really come to love Jared Jackson Jr. Um, okay. There's, he's a center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's just, he's just so quality. He just really holds down the fort, um, has a sneakily good three-point shot on him as well, which I love. And yeah, I just think that like it's people, he's kind of a symbol of the rest of that team, but obviously individually he's also great. But I feel like he's just one of those characters on that team who just does his job and does it well and is why they're winning. Like it's not all the Jamarant show, even though it is mostly. But like he, he works hard. They're pick and rolls may like they're very reminiscent of like the Trey Young like Hawks pick and rolls that were so devastating last like last mm. year last season like it's just pick your poison do you do you want like John Morant dunking on you or do you want like Jared Jackson dunking on you <laughs> I don't know uh so yeah I, I'm just I'm enjoying that Good I love it. Love it. Well, that's so that's both of our starting fives. I just wanted to give an honorable shout out to the person that didn't make my cup but was close was Gary Payton the second for the Warriors. Lo- <laughs> loving him. Fair enough. Actually, yeah. yeah um they, they've got there's a few people on that team who've been playing pretty well. Mm. Uh Belitsa, not one of them, but uh <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. Well, I wanted to jump into our underwhelming. Uh, starting yeah. five. Now I know this one you struggled with a little bit, but don't worry. I've got some extras, so we Thank can you. we can uh, kick it off. But uh, Tom, who was your first pick on the underwhelming starting five? There, my first pick is again hardly a hot take, but just <laughs> someone who has been a train wreck ever since <laughs> he came to this team. And I think like he's transcended the jokes and transcended the means, and that is a feat in and of itself. And if you haven't worked it out by now, then I'm, I'll be surprised. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking, of course, about Russell West, Westbrook mm-hmm. uh, on $44.5 million to just put up, like, obscene numbers. Uh, he – I actually thought he was going to be okay in, uh, in L.A. I, he played not bad at Washington – um and when they signed him i thought i actually think this will be a pretty good fit but the man can't purchase a bucket and i i don't know how many times he's been on shack and a fool really uh <laughs> he gets blocked by the rim he gets blocked by the backboard he get i don't know if he like greases up his fingers before every game but i i'm sick of i'm almost sick of seeing him fumble it out of bounds or like just fumble it while dribbling elementary dribbling principles i mean 
It's got to be. It's got to be heartbreaking being a Lakers fan when it, it's like I know it's, it's, it's a it's a yeah. close game, and you're within the final minute and a half, oh. and he's dribbling the ball down the court. You must just be with your head in your hands, like. I hope he makes a pass to someone. That's all I hope happens here. There was there was a time where where he would pull up for like that mid range like padded like mm. mid range jumper of his, and that was more or less money. And like I just see him pulling up for it all the time, and it's just it's not cash. It's, it's not far ca- from it. It, it 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 could it has like a thirty percent chance of hitting anywhere on the backboard, you know, like it has like a thirty oh, percent chance dude. of going in and a thirty percent chance of hitting anywhere else if it even hits the backboard. Yeah, not good. Oh. And obviously, he was on my list. That's not surprising. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just as a quick side note, just before yeah. we go, I don't know if you saw the Kings. They played at the Kings yesterday, yeah. and the they just uh, they were relentless. Their media team. They had him on the billboard as like cold, ice coldest player. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then the, I think they. Played Played like ice ice baby every time he got the ball. It's just you're getting bullied tough. by the stadium team there. That's, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> that is tough. Um, yeah. All right. I want to see if you also had this person, also a point guard, um, okay. on my underwhelming starting five. Just yep. because I think this team was kind of hoping to be like sort of there in the playoffs and yep. they'll be lucky to make the play in. And that is the Trailblazers at large and Damian Lillard as the sort of scapegoat here. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't on my list per se. I have like three other dudes, but mm. definitely was the person I was considering for my fifth. Mm. I just, yeah, I don't know what's happened to the Trailblazers. I mean, Dame, I feel like he's got decent. He's like 24 points, mm. like average, which is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But like, I don't know what's happened to that team. They, You're right. They won't even make the play in no. maybe. Um, and I don't know what's happened. Like, I don't even know what's happened. I, I don't know what the reason is. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that's just weird. And it's like, I mean, they got a new coach, and they've all just, they've just completely dropped out of the thing. So I don't know that, but yeah, just that general like the team just kind of like feels defeated already. So at, defeated, you know? and it's halfway through the season, and like they made it to the conference finals in like what twenty eighteen mm. or something. Like that's not that long ago. That's yeah. like the same rotations that they're using now, more or less. Um, quick shout out. Don't know why they ever gave up Seth Curry. They deserve to be this bad because they gave him up. So, um, doesn't feature on any of my lists, but like, I mean, that's what you get. Well, speaking of Seth Curry, I was actually thinking about this the other day as a trade. I was wondering if you'd take it. Would you trade, um, would you trade Grayson Allen and George Hill for Seth Curry? Probably not. Okay. And I do love Seth Curry. <laughs> I, I, you know what? If you asked me that at the start of the season, I probably would have considered it, maybe taken it. But Grayson Allen has been pretty good. Oh. He's been, he deserved the extension, and the man was was playing well actually today, especially in the, I think it was the third quarter. He had a really nice like spin layup and hit a few threes. So. Not today, Jez, not today, <laughs> but I would like more trade options for Seth Curry coming to Milwaukee because right. <laughs> uh, we need more three shooters. <laughs> yeah, please do. Come back to me. Yeah. All right. Who's your next person on your list there? Yeah, this was actually who I thought you were going to bring up um, because I feel like this team also put some hopes on him uh, because they're definitely in that real rebuild vibe um, and he had a lot of hype. Uh, Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Um, like... Uh, it's hard because he did have so much hype coming into the league. So I get that. Um, and I did almost put Zion on this list because he, um, but that's another story. Um, sorry to say, but uh, yeah, Kay Cunningham, I feel like not only has he not lived up to his hype, but he hasn't lived up to really anything. Like he, 
he had one good game like last week mm. and that whole team is just a, a chamblay. I don't, and even on a bad team, you think he'd be able to put up some decent numbers and he hasn't. And I don't, yeah, it's really weird. So quite disappointing, I, mm. I think. And the teams don't get much worse than the Detroit Pistons. So if you can't put up numbers there where you've got no exactly. one to put up numbers, like, I don't know what you're going to do. The, like, uh, yeah, if you can't get numbers on a team that is like third last, I mean, I think they're worse only by like the magic and maybe the paces or something like that. Like, yeah. yeah. So disappointing from him. Well, on a similar vibe, I actually did have Zion. Because yeah. it's, it's now getting disappointing because, like, when you yeah. look at Jar, who, who's the second pick in that draft, and, like, kind of their – so far their basketball careers aren't close at all, you know? Well, and they were in the same conversation for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and now it's just he can't play. Like, I don't – yeah, it's it's really um, – it's, it's, it's tough to see because he's so young and obviously mm. he's incredible talent, but – he just needs someone to pull him aside. He needs a good mentor, I think, mm. someone to pull him aside and just be like, "Hey, mate, let's lay off the KFC or something <laughs> like that." You know, let's 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 just make a plan. You know, mm. and it sucks because like it's already halfway through the season, basically, mm. and he has has he played any games? Nah, nah, yeah. Um, I can't see him coming back anytime soon. So that's just second year gone, right there. Yeah, off, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's like that. He's only on my underwhelming, not because he's a bad player, but just because it's like it's it's underwhelming because you'd yeah. hope by this point he would be like one of the main people in like the top 20 players in the NBA type conversation. And he's just not, yeah, because he's just not playing. Yeah, it sucks for him. And mm. I don't think the Pelicans have done him any just like they haven't done him any good, no. any justice, but yeah. All right. So who else did you have on your list here, Tommy? Yeah. So I've got this one guy, but again, it's kind of the whole team. Yeah. Um, I've got Dennis Schroeder. And the Celtics. Yeah, I had the Celtics. Um, and it's not all his fault, to be fair. But, I mean, they they have been – I thought they were on the up for quite a few years there, especially, you know, 18, 19. Uh, they were playing well against the Bucs, beating the Bucs in a couple of um, playoff appearances. And I – Everyone thought, yep, they're going up there. They're going to be it. And they've just plateaued so hard. And not even that, they've gone down. And Dennis Schroeder, I mean, I just thought he, again, I thought he'd be better fit for this team. Um, but what I didn't account for is that they just will not give up on playing like um, ISO basketball. And it's so it's disappointing. Like, why do they keep doing it? Like, I don't know why. It's like, it just doesn't work. And like Tatum and Brown are incredible. Like they're both so good. And they just consistently, uh, they just can't come up with dubs. So, yeah, uh, I've Schroeder, I think he has individually sucked. Mm. The Celtics have sucked as a whole. But he specifically keeps taking insanely deep threes and complaining every time he doesn't get a foul, which <laughs> I'm just, like, so bored of watching that. So, yeah. And that, that team does kind of remind me, like uh... – they're just like it reminds me of the Bucks when the Bucks were kind of like making one playoff thing and then just falling. Where like when everything kind of breaks down, they just go to ISO again and it just yeah. isn't working, you know. And they're in this awkward sort of part of their like team journey where they're not really at rebuild. They have some pieces, but the pieces aren't. They're kind of like there's always talks about trades. There's always talks of like no, we've got a bit of a core here. You know, I think bring back Al Horford, they sort of thought like, oh, no, this will kind of settle things. But he's been kind of like a non-factor, yeah. I, I guess. So, yeah, they're in that like kind of awkward, like 
can't go forward, can't go back. Mm. And I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. No one also, I don't know. I can't imagine there'd be players who want to go there. You know mm. what I mean? Like they, they don't have that like bright future, even though they have good players, they don't have that like excitement. Whereas teams like Memphis, um, like players would want to go there, even like the Hawks, even though they aren't playing that good at the moment, like that's still a team that like you could entice someone to come there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. There's just a weird sort of stink to the Celtics at the moment where you just yeah. like, start, like, it's like it's sort of like the Blazers where something's wrong and yeah. it's just obvious from when you watch them play. But you did just bring this team up and I want to talk about it. It's yeah. And I'm going to use this player, which is Clint Capella and the Hawks as a yeah. disappointing team this season. And it's just because they can't play defense. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I thought... I actually almost put down Collins mm. on this team um, because I felt like everyone was hyping him up in the playoffs last year. And he's just kind of, yeah, it sucks because Trey Young's putting up insane numbers as usual, but they just feels like empty calories feels like a waste. Mm. And they, yeah, I don't know why they can't play defense when they, they did play good defense like last year. It's yeah. the same team too. I don't know what happened. Cause like, what's interesting is it's like, there was, there was the Hawks two seasons ago, <laughs> which was like this Hawks team where it's like oh, yeah. Trey young and nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden last year, they were really good. It's like this weird spike. But if you think about two seasons, the seasons before that, it, yeah. the Hawks have just been this team. It's just weirdly last year. They were so good and it was yeah. so fun. Uh, yeah. And so good to, and again, like what I said before that pick and roll uh, mm. Capella and Trey was just unstoppable. And it was like, they discovered the pick and roll or something like that. And now it's just, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter how many points they score. Cause they're just getting schooled on the other end. So, mm. so have you done all your uh, underwhelmings? Uh, I have, have one more. more. Uh, I have again, a player, but it is indicative of a team very similar mm. to the Knicks. So they're kind of in like, uh, sorry to the Hawks. I just gave it away. It's a Knicks. Yeah. They're in the exact, they're in the exact same like band as like the Hawks and the Celtics where they can't go forward. They can't go back. And I feel like the person I had was Kemba. Um, yeah. He has been done a little dirty, I think by Thibs. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, just so underwhelming in all regards. They can, they've like modeled themselves as like, we're a defense first team. Um, but they just, I don't know. It's just not working. And again, it's, it's kind of like what you said, your diagnosis for the Hawks is the exact same for this team where like, they're the same as what they've been every year. That wasn't last year. Mm. Like they played pretty good last year, uh, were the favorites to beat the Hawks and then didn't, which was really weird. Um, and now this year it's like, they're getting steamrolled by like everyone Mm. who comes into Madison square garden. Um, yeah, they like can't play offense anymore or something like something, something's broken with their offense now. Yeah. I think it's just, they keep taking really low percentage shots, which they did last year, but they kept going in. And so it's kind of like, well, let's keep doing that. But yeah, poor Kemba. I mean, he's kind of been done dirty, but he's also kind of, he's just not been good enough. Mm. I think to justify being a consistent starter or even off the bench, to be honest, but mm. yeah, still like D Rose there. Yeah. Same. I want to, I want to, and I feel like he's still playing well. So there's hope for that team. They might, I reckon they could do a play in situation. They could, mm. there could be something there, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, my last person, so I've done five uh, underwhelming, but I had this sort of sixth man here. Yeah, the sixth un- man. Un- underwhelming. Uh, and this is someone that's not even in the NBA, and that's why it's underwhelming. Jeremy Lin's agent. How is that man oh. not getting minutes on a team? 
Like when like the Detroit Pistons are completely out of players, why isn't Lynn getting brought over from China just for some Lynn sanity I, action? Exactly. I mean, especially when like I mean, now's the time. I mean, That's everyone's what I'm saying. Getting, now like ten day contracts are like flying out the door. It, it is begging for a ten day Lynn sanity. I mean, I I don't I have no idea. And on the back of that as well, if if we're if we're um, bashing <laughs> agents, Ben Simmons' agents. Oh. I mean. If there is a time to just go, hey, just give him 10 days. Yeah. Just give him 10 days, see what happens. Now's the time. But the man, I mean, so much so people have just stopped talking about Ben Simmons. They're like, oh, he's not playing. Yeah, we're just, we're not even talking mm-hmm. about that. And I mean, I don't know where he goes from. Like, there's been so many times where it's like, oh, well, this team or that team, this opportunity. And now it's just like. Mate, if you're not getting 10 days, if people who I don't even know their names, and I'm hardly an encyclopedia for, for the NBA, but like dudes who are just getting brought up from the G League to play to, for 10 days and not even Ben Simmons is getting contracts, like, I mean, get a new agent, bro. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Well, well, that's uh that's been the main part of the uh, chat that I wanted to have. But speaking of agents, Tom, I wanted to throw this. So I did this section uh, with an episode last time where, I made you the agent of someone. You have to pitch this player to me, okay? Okay. okay. You're, you're the agent of this player. Sell me. I'm the GM. Okay. You want to get this guy a good contract. Okay. Um, all right. So are you ready to go? Uh, uh, not really, but let's uh, go. Let's go. So I want you to be Thanasis's agent here. S- sell me. Sell me. I'm a GM. I'm looking for someone to add to the team. Okay. I brought you in. Okay. So here's what I love about Thanasis, and here's why he's an asset to any team. He has energy. If you have a look at any bench he's been on, obviously the Bucs only at this stage, he is always the one who's up, who's clapping. He is always like encouraging. Even when the team's getting throttled, he's there and giving 110%. And so as someone who can thoroughly keep the bench activated and involved, get Thanasis on your team. Um, The less said about his actual basketball game, the better at this stage. But he... I feel like he can really ignite like a bench like mob and he can really like get the whole crowd involved. And I think he's worth that. As far as his actual basketball is concerned, he is good for a few fouls. He is good for a dunk every now and then. Um, and you know, fair cop, he does draw the odd offensive foul. You can't, you can't deny the man that. And I have seen him draw some very timely offensive fouls he's kind of like a mosquito at night you hear him buzzing around he's annoying gets the job done though and you get bitten so get bitten by the love of the narcissist uh he deserves 10 days at least and that's all I'm <laughs> oh, I, love, I love that a lot of the sale involved how good he is when he's not playing basketball yeah you i know? mean look i mean keeping the bench like he <laughs> You can get a lot of work done from the sidelines and he has a heavy workload. I'll put it that way. A $3 million uh, hype, man. I mean, <laughs> does the job. He gets well, results. That's it. Well, Tom Nixon, thank you so much for being on our first episode of 2022. Hypothetical. It's great to have you back, man. It's been a pleasure. It has all, The pleasure has all been mine. <laughs> all right. Until next time, everybody. Uh, you can always buy this name. Please send five figures minimum is what we're looking okay. for. It's minimum. hypotheticals. It says everything that it is in okay. the name. It's perfect. How are they going to contact you, Jess? How? Wh- however you contact anyone. Okay. Send there it through. You go. All there right. You go. Send it through. <laughs> All right. Great. See you, dude. All right. Peace. <laughs>